Spot Doctor Podcast. I'm Dr. Trevor Cates. On today's podcast, we're discussing ways to prevent and address brain degeneration. We are living longer than we used to, so we want our brains to keep up so we can have excellent memory and focus and really the quality of life we all deserve. My guest today is Dr. Gregory Eckel, who has spent the last 20 years developing and refining his approach to chronic neurological conditions. In addition to his experience in clinical practice using a combination of naturopathic and Chinese medicine, he also has a deep personal connection with chronic neurologic disease since his wife, Soraya, passed of Crutzfeld-Jacob disease, a condition with no known cure. As she was the love of his life, he took a deep dive into research and uncovered and developed a brain regenerative program. And loving memory of his wife, he has continued to help others with neurodegenerative diseases improve their quality of life and find natural solutions. And he shares all of that in his Nature Cures Clinic in Portland, Oregon, and also through his online Brain Degeneration Summit and his new book, Shake It Off. You may remember Dr. Eckel as a guest on my podcast a few years ago. We went to naturopathic medical school together, and he's back on the podcast to share the wisdom he's gained from his experience helping his patients. And we talk about dietary and lifestyle changes, as well as supplements and natural treatments, and some of his biggest takeaways from interviewing some top experts in this area. So please enjoy this interview. Greg, it's so great to have you on back on the Spot Doctor podcast. Thank you. Yeah, so um, <laughs> we are continuing from last time, but you've had a lot go on in your life, both um, professionally and personally, since we last had you on the podcast. And so you're, and you've got now, you've got a book, you've got all kinds of great things coming out. And so you've you've turned a challenging situation into a bit of a gift. Um, and so can you kind of catch everybody up to speed on what you've been up to? For sure. Yeah. Well, I've lost some facial hair since the last time we <laughs> spoke on here. Well, uh, and, uh, you know, yeah, life is, uh, it's an interesting journey for sure. Um, Soraya, my wife at the time, I, I don't believe she had passed it. We didn't really know what was going on. And, um, you know, so I got to be, you know, loving husband and caretaker through, uh, you know, life ending uh, event and disease process and uh, neurodegeneration. So, you know, I know firsthand what it is to navigate the healthcare system. It's fractionated. It's um, it's frustrating, it's overwhelming, and it's really isolating, you know. Um, so to experience that firsthand, I've always seen it from the other end as provider, but to go through it with, you know, a loved one, um, it really uh, creates a lot more empathy. Um, I had a lot of empathy before, but just to do it firsthand and to experience it, it's like, wow, this system, I knew it was broken, uh, but to go through it uh, like that, it definitely is really telling like, wow, we really need to do a lot to change this. And, you know, uh, on multiple levels, right, as just it split me open as a human being, um, you know, really uh, 
lifted the veil of wow this is um this is significant grief sadness loss all of that uh to do it we don't do that well in our culture um and so to be able to go through it express it um i guess share it you know it's really interesting um to see what the you know what one's loss or grief how that reflects in other people and how they experience it. Um, that was pretty interesting journey as well. Um, you know, some people just can't handle grief and they disappear, right? Like you think, Hey, these are really good friends. What happened to them? And then other, other beings just show up and, uh, you know, really, um, you know, are there for you. So it's, you know, without any judgment, I mean, people have their own experience of all of this stuff. I think I came through pretty, um, well, actually really whole and in a really solid place to, um, with motivation to share. I mean, I've got what I'm calling Soraya's gifts um, and really, you know, with giving lem lemons, making lemonade, I guess is the saying on that. Um, you know, I've got, you know, produced a book uh, that we're going to talk about today and have all kinds of information sharing and, you know, it really um, opening my heart even on a wider level to folks and suffering. There's a lot of suffering out there and, um, you know, really trying to do my best with it and share it uh, and coming from a really human place. Um, it really makes a difference for folks. And, um you know, I think my message, one thing that I wanted to share is that of hope, like even through, you know, loss, um, you know, it really has given me, uh, you know, I've lost other people, parents, grandparents, etc. cetera. Uh, but to lose my wife, um, yeah, that was significant. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to crack up on the show today. Uh, it's hard not to. Um, so anyways, um, it uh, so that that aspect and really to you know transmit that through the airwaves here. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity to share my story and then also you know kind of a message of hope for folks that you know you don't have to be alone. You're not in it by yourself, even though you might feel very lonely and separated and overwhelmed and depressed with you know these diagnoses of neurodegeneration are going through the roof and we're going to talk about why i think that is today and i you know i know you've had other guests that have talked about that too on you know environmental causes around health but in particular for brain health today yeah right so let's talk about can you explain what neurodegenerative diseases are and because i think that's the first thing and then of course the, the typical treatment options for people. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, neurodegeneration, neuro is nervous system and degeneration is degeneration, but really you can look at, at is your brain broken, right? So you've got from anything from mild cognitive impairment, dementia, through Alzheimer's, uh, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, um, ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. These are all brain disorders that the brain's proteins are misfolded and the brain is not working well. So a lot of times, you know, a lot of, you know, you'll hear, you know, I lecture all the time and, um, you know, I'll give a show of hands for um, anybody that has heard from their medical provider that just get used to it, you're getting old, right? In particular with like memory issues, right? Oh, I'm just having a senior moment or, um, you know, it's so commonplace that people think it's normal aging. 
And I like to say, like, I don't want to go to, into agreement with a dysfunctional pathological society that's on a bunch of drugs, right? Um, so if you've ever heard that from providers like, oh, get used to it, you're getting old. Well, you need a new provider because that's not true. In fact, I, I really want to be living proof that we could age backwards and, and actually get be more youthful, more flexible, you know, more energetic, stronger. And I'm seeing it in my patient base. I'm uh, exhibiting it as well. And, you know, and that's the way that that's what I want to promote, um, which is a definitely it's a contrary message uh, out there. But, you know, it really these things can be reversed and um, wasn't able to do it for Soraya, but really uncovered a ton of actually evidence based therapies that work and cha are changing lives now. So the second part of your, I don't know if you have another one in there, but you asked me about like, well, what can we do about it? Um, and so with regards to that, um, you know, I wrote, uh, so one of the things that I did, I wrote this book, Shake It Off. It's an integrative approach to Parkinson's disease. Now, Soraya didn't pass a Parkinson's disease, but she had Critzfeld-Jacob disease, very rare neurodegenerative condition. And it's like one in a million, but you get in on the textbook of prionic activity or prionic diseases, which are misfolded proteins. And these proteins, they misfold and then they basically clog up or congest your brain functioning. So that's where, you know, tremors come from, um, speech slows down. In Parkinson's, you get that cogwheel rigidity or walking issues. Um, Dementia, early cognitive decline, you start forgetting stuff, um, multiple different factors on that front. Um, but so in that realm, um, there's a lot to do because, well, we haven't had any breakthroughs in any of these conditions, right? Uh, some of them, Parkinson's, we've known for 250 years, we've had that label of that diagnosis, and there's been no breakthroughs right? Um, Alzheimer's and dementia, all-time rates, like one in two people over the age of 65 are going to be showing signs of dementia, like losing their brain. So it's basically losing themselves in the process and putting a huge burden on families and caregivers, etc. So this is really, you know, when we talk about um, you know, really having an impact on the globe and in communities and in families and at the individual level, these things are touching all of our lives. And, you know, I just took my personal tragedy of what I found along the way. I was like, gosh, I just discovered and I experienced it firsthand. And these are the things that I want to share. I'm just calling them Soraya's gifts and uh, really trying to make the best out of the, the lemons I was given. And, you know, it's so rewarding. I hear from uh, patients around the globe now around, you know, thank you, Dr. Eckel, for sharing these gifts with us. And it's super touching and motivating for me to, to you know, really, I want to help as many people as I can. That's why I got into medicine. And this is just kind of help me look at a much bigger picture of like, oh, I could really influence and impact so many more lives with doing podcasts such as yours, writing a book, doing a summit, etc. So, you know, we'll, uh, we'll talk about the particulars here in a moment. <laughs> so when we look at aging and what is, what, what is uh, expected versus what is what a lot of doctors are saying, oh, that's normal aging. That's just, that's typical. What do you expect? 
what do you yeah. for yourself and for your patients um, that's normal? So uh, normal aging is what I experienced. I lived in Vienna, Austria as an undergraduate, and I was hiking mountains with 80 and 90-year-olds. And the difference between me and them they were using ski poles to get up the hill. It took them a little bit longer to get to the top to have the pint of beer at the end of the hike. You know, and that's, that's normal, healthy aging. You should be mobile, pain-free, you know, energetic, still engaged in the world. Like that's aging that I have in my mind when I'm talking about healthy aging. Um, I just listened to a, a lecture by Aubrey uh, de Grey, who is a, he puts on a conference in Germany every year called the Undoing Aging Summit. And um, he had a TED talk talking about aging. And he's saying, you know, we could put 30 to 60 years on people's lives now. You know, like, so if you start thinking about it, like I see 91, I have a 91 year old Lois. Um, she said at 91, she's healthier at 91 than she was at 81. So she came into my care a decade ago, and then she got on my YouTube channel and said, gave me a little testimonial, which I loved. And she's like, I'm healthier. I can walk. I'm going out on cruises. Like I'm reengaged with the world. 10 years later, like that's unheard of in our society. Like that's not supposed to happen. You're just supposed to decline, right? Um, so healthy aging is, you know, really engaging your mind, staying active, learning new activities, being creative, um, you know, smelling the roses for crying out loud. Like that's what I want to promote when I talk about healthy aging because there's such wisdom in that eighth, ninth, 10th, let's call it 11th decade. Like I want to push my, my age to 150, you know, I think we can do it. And once you start thinking like that, what is interesting is your behavior start to change today. Um, you know, I see so many 80 and 90 year olds saying, gosh, if I would have known I was going to live this long, I think I would have taken better care of myself, you know? Um, and to, so to hear that, like I get, I'm the, I'm getting that information now at 50, you know, it's like, oh, well, heck yeah, I should, I'm going to take notes from these, you know, my elders and start taking better care of myself. So it's time, you know, that's, that's what you do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's, uh, let's talk about healthy aging first and, and then talk more about the actual disease and what we can do about neurodegenerative sure. disease and managing those um, and the expectations on that. So with, with healthy aging to help us, be active, pain-free, have good memory and focus and all that we, that you're talking about that you're seeing and what you're, you're planning for yourself and your patients. Um, what are the main things that you find are helpful for this? Well, you know, kind of like on your message of that kind of mirror image, right? The skin is the mirror image of the internal environment. Um, you know, staying hydrated, eating organically, you know, the levels of uh, glyphosate and genetically modified organisms in our food are phenomenal. I mean, they're everywhere, right? They're in processed food. So, as um, you know, a lot of times the complaint is, oh, organics cost so much. And it's like, no, they're actually very affordable when you look at the long-term consequences of eating a conventionally grown diet, right? So we, I 
think I gladly pay, pay the money for the organics because it lowers the oxidative stress in the body, meaning the kind of free radicals come in there and start, you know, creating arteriosclerosis and it accelerates the aging process in the body. So definitely, you know, hydration and diet, of course, coming from naturopathic you know, professionals, yes, eat your vegetables, right? That's the pat answer coming from the naturopath. But it is so true and make it organic, right? So the food choices, those kind of you, like aligned with your message of what you put on topically really does matter. Cleaning up your environment, you know, getting a really good skincare products. You know, so many people are putting so much garbage and pollution on their skin and it's readily absorbed in. It creates an accelerated aging. You can measure your age, right? So biologically, I, I will be 50 this year. And, uh, but internally, what made me feel really good is I measured my telomere length, which is the end of the DNA strand to say, well, how old do my cells think they are? My cells are telling me they're 17 years younger, 32. Like, that's awesome. Like that really, to get that information back, it's like, okay, I'm gonna keep living this lifestyle. Um, and keep doing the things that I'm doing. And I'm going to measure again this year and see if it's, if they're even younger, you know, like why not? Um, so diet, lifestyle, environmental, right? So looking at your water, is it filtered? What's in the water? You know, the time of Flint, Michigan uh, with the lead crisis, I'm originally from Pennsylvania. There were four communities in Pennsylvania at the time of Flint where they just had basically darkened water, right? Filled with lead there were four communities had higher lead levels in their water at the same time. It wasn't reported on in the news. So on that environmental front, there's water. There's also, you know, chlorine coming out of, you know, for men out of the shower head that can lead to prostate cancer. So you look at reducing your exposure, right? Start at home, clean up your home environment, what you're bringing in, you know, get the plastics out um, along those lines. Um, and then, you know, so there's environmental. So we started with water, food, environment of the home, clean air in the home. You know, some of our homes are some of the most toxic places on the planet. Um, looking at your air sources, do you, are you filtering the air? And then you look at detoxifying the body with saunas, um, exercise, caloric restriction, these things I really put in for all of my patients uh, that come through. Uh, and then uh, you look at sleep, right? So these are like huge categories that I just laid out there. But, you know, there's so much data coming out on sleep and um, the deep restorative sleep is where your brain actually gets detoxified. When we went to medical school, we didn't even know about the glymphatics in the brain, which is the lymph that cleans and cleanses the brain out. So if your sleep is off, that's not happening and you're at a higher risk for cognitive decline and, and neurodegeneration mm -hmm. and definitely not healthy aging at that point. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I think those are you know all things that we talk about as far as healthy lifestyle, and, and it's just a great reminder of the importance of these for not just for now, but for years to come and many yeah. like decades. 
multiple decades to come, right? Yeah. Multiple. So. And, you know, there is this term of um, basically escape velocity at the rate of, we're kind of on this hockey stick curve of um, changing, you know, the evolution of medicine, right? With regenerative stem cell therapies and peptides. And there's a lot of information out there. And, you know, if you hold on long enough, take care of that body long enough, you know, we're, we're getting to the point where like the body's able to regenerate itself given the right information. It's always been the case, but now we've got some technologies in here, natural, that really can help speed that up. So, you know, in the next 30 years, it's predicted that we are adding 30 years onto the lifespan for you know, everybody. Now, that's contrary to what has happened the last two to three years, which is the first time in history where in the United States, the lifespan actually decreased one to two years, which is, you know, it's telling, right? You know, here we have this big promise of hang out and we're going to extend your life. And then in reality, well, it actually went down two years. What's up with that? And I think that's a direct correlation to environmental toxicity and stress. Um, yeah. And our and our just the general lifestyle that that Americans tend to live with the the food, the sedentary lifestyle, too much time indoors, not enough time outdoors, all those kinds of things certainly play a big role in that um and um so you know we we've, we've been talking about basically optimizing health. But then there's also there are these neurodegenerative diseases that do tend to happen more as we get older, right? They're more common as we as we get older, we're more likely to develop these. So what have you found in your practice as far as what's possible? What what is different from what is I mean, let, we want to be realistic, right? And but what are conventional doctors saying and, and what are you finding is actually possible? Well, you know, there's been cases, so I, I got to interview and talk with Dr. Mary Kay Ross about her work. She was the chief medical officer for Dale Bredesen, who wrote The Alzheimer's Cure. Uh, and they have had severe Alzheimer's patients get their licenses back. And they're basically doing naturopathic medicine, exactly what I laid out there on the different aspects of nutrition, exercise, sleep, etc. Now what we're seeing, so that's pretty phenomenal, right? It's not like we're destined to, well, that's old age. Who wants to live longer? You're not going to remember it anyways, right? Um, so it is those, that's possible. I always leave the door open. I'm not saying I'm curing Parkinson's by any means, but I have had the quality of life go up for my patients, their tremors have gone away, their walking has gotten better, their speech has improved, you know, their relations with their patients. I had a patient come in with early mild cognitive decline and getting into a dementia uh, diagnosis. And what I found, you know, conventionally they've got nothing. There's some memory drugs that are out that don't, they're really just band-aids and not really getting at underlying root causes. So what I've really found is people are not getting a proper workup or assessment. And there's three areas that I think to start with. One is stool analysis, looking at the microbiome. The second one is hormone balance. And then the third is heavy metals. Um, because heavy metals in the United States are everywhere. Uh, they're around the globe. And the four top heavy metals that I see most folks with the neurocognitive, neurodegenerative state, uh, cadmium, mercury, arsenic, and lead. 
Now, there are a whole slew of other ones that we test for. Those are the top four that, I, that come up in my practice when I'm helping people. So the gentleman that came in, they were thinking he might have like early onset Parkinson's. And what we discovered was he had a very high lead burden in his blood or sorry, in his body. Uh, we we're doing a chelation therapy. And lo and behold, his wife comes in and he's coming in and he's like, wow, I've got my husband back. You know, he's been gone basically five years really getting into dementia and uh, they're super pleased. I mean, he's got, you know, he was a retired pharmacist, um, very witty and smart and sharp, and then just really kind of, you know, getting, getting into that dementia state. And um, now he's getting it back. It's so exciting to see like, that's what's possible. That was with one test, you know? Um, so when you go at it with a full, you know, treating people, not disease processes and looking at what those factors are to life, uh, you know, stool analysis gives you information on um, one, your microbiome. There's tons of research coming out on that. Uh, and looking at uh, dysbiosis, do you have any pathogenic bacteria? People might be saying, well, where am I getting these pathogenic bacteria? If you've ever been on antibiotics, you've wiped out the good and the bad and the ugly. And so whatever went in afterwards, those populations start to grow. If we removed your gut microbiome, we'd have about four to seven pounds of material, right? That's a little bit gross when you think about it, but it's also very important for, uh, for health, right? Our neurotransmitters, dopamine, serotonin, uh, these the neurotransmitters are formed in our gut, then go up to our brain. So we got to assess the gut terrain. Or you have inflammation going on down there, right? That's, these are easy markers to get and very um, easy to attain these kits too, to, to test that. And then the, the third part is like doing a Dutch analysis. That's my favorite hormone testing right now. Um, really looking at somebody's stress response. So if you're having sleep difficulties, we definitely want to do that um, because you could be spiking cortisol at nighttime, right? Diurnal variation. It sp spikes in the morning and then decreases throughout the day um, is a normal cortisol variants throughout the day. Um, but then it also looks at estrogen and progesterone for women and testosterone for men and how those things get broken down. So those hormones are really important because they get balanced in the hypothalamus, very high level action of homeostasis in our bodies. And so if that's out of whack, hormones, and then we look at your nervous system, like sympathetic to parasympathetic activity, that's all at the hypothalamic level. That's in the brain, deep deep processing there. So, you know, those three assessments should be done on pretty much everybody, but in particular for neurodegeneration, I'm finding just huge pathways for folks that were not given any hope and just basically parked in a, in a diagnosis and kind of left to decline. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what role can, um, nutrition play and reversing some of these um, concerns or and, and addressing some of these root causes that you've talked about, the microbiome, hormonal, oxidative damage, inflammation. It's huge. So on, um, you know, eating the vegetables, the colorful vegetables, you're getting antioxidants to reduce oxidative stress. 
Also, the research shows by eating that varied uh, multicolored rainbow of food, um, you're also implanting good microbiome. You're growing good bacteria. You're feeding the bacteria that makes your body flourish. So, you know, diet is the, it's foundational really for everybody that comes in through my clinic. You know, people come in with pain. I'm, I'm giving them a diet diary. They're like, what's up with this? It's like, look, if you don't have the building blocks in there, your body's not able to heal. It doesn't matter what goodness we put on top of that or miracle cure we come up with. It's the foundational stuff. So it's essential. Like, you know, it's like, it's foundational for everybody. Yeah. Right. And so when you, when you talk to people about their diet, do you think that there's a certain amount that needs to be plant-based? Uh, do you, I mean, how do you feel about vegetarian, vegan, how much, you know, like animal protein, all of that sort of thing? You know, uh, we're able to support people for ethical, moral, uh, religious reasons. You know, I was a vegetarian for over half of my life, 26 out of 50 years. I've been a vegetarian. I'm not currently a vegetarian, but it's really individualized to the person, right? Um, you know, there's the lectins, there's the blood type diet, you know, there's ketogenic diet, like there's so much confusion around it. And my general guidelines that the general population is whole food, right? We want to eat. I like the ratios of like 40, 30, 30. Uh, when you look at your plate, two-thirds of the plate is vegetable matter, so a salad and a vegetable. A third of the plate then is a protein source about the size of the palm of your hand or a deck of cards. I'm not adamant if somebody wants to be vegetarian or vegan, great. It just, you got to do it very educated because I used to be a junk food vegetarian. It's actually how I got into medical school. My early 20s, um, I was fatigued, you know, and I lived in Portland and my community said, Hey, well, you got to go to this school. They'll address your diet. Maybe it'll, you'll feel better. I went in there, I did a diet diary and they called me a junk food vegetarian. I thought I was eating healthy. I was like, I'm vegetarian. It's healthy. It was like all packaged food, throw it in the microwave, you know, 20 something guy, like, what are you going to do? Um, and so that was not healthy, right? Uh, and even the gluten-free component, a lot of, I see a lot of patients come in and say, I'm gluten-free, isn't that great? I was like, no, because now you're just, you just changed it from gluten to all of these other ridiculous carbs, simple carbohydrates. So it's not, it's not health food eating. Um, so I like you know, the plants, predominantly plant-based. I think when you look at longevity research, and that's one of my passions, um, definitely uh, higher, you know, higher percentage of foods from vegetables is really the way to go. We, we don't need as much protein as, um, you know, as a muscle bodybuilder does, but, you know, a general rule that I like on that is about 0.5 grams, so half a gram per pound of weight. Now, if you're overweight, you got to subtract the fat level off of that. But that's a good guideline as far as getting your complete amino acids. So that's the thing with vegetarians and vegans, just making sure you get enough of the complete or essential amino acids. They're called essential is essentially you can't make them in your body. You can only get them from your diet. Okay, great. Yeah. And then, of course, I'm a pro-fat practitioner too. So I love good fats in the diet. You need that. Yeah. So that's the other 30%. Right. So, and what are the, your favorite good fat sources? Well, maybe not good fat, but I love organic butter. Um, so (laughs) 
no, but you know, in avocados and really good oils, don't overheat them. If you're cooking them in the skillet, you never want to see the oils, um, you know, oxidize or smoke. So olive oil, um, avocado oil, you can get in there as well. Um, I like the medium chain triglycerides as well. So those middle chain coconut oils to cook a little bit higher heat, they can withstand a little bit more of that. Um, nuts and seeds are great ways to get those oils in as well or the, and those fats. Okay, yeah. Great. And for, for brain, um, neuro health, um, what are some of the most important nutrients as far as like supplements go? So definitely, um, omega three fatty acids in particular from fish oil. So it's looking at EPA and DHA and DHA in particular is an omega-3 fatty acid, which is brain food. And I find almost 100% of people are deficient in omega-3 fatty acids. And these are essential fatty acids, just like the essential amino acids that I just mentioned. And um, you need to be, you know, everybody actually gets on a supplementation for that, for their brain health, um, either putting it in a brain smoothie or supplementating, uh, supplementating, yeah, um, taking yeah. supplements of the fish oil. Um, because, you know, getting those rich, those oils at, they're anti-inflammatory, they're anti-depressive, um, they're, it's just basically energy for your brain. Um, I love those in there. Uh, there's a whole bunch of research coming out on the endocannabinoid system. That's a little bit harder to measure, but um, in particular, you know, kind of the darling right now supplement world is CBD, uh, cannabidiols. This, again, wasn't known when we went to medical school. Um, I'm lecturing on that one nationally and it's a great food anti-inflammatory but also feeds receptors in the brain that are essential for brain health um, the other big ones are glutathione I love liposomal glutathione um, or other delivery methods of glutathione it's again just a specific brain food it's the super antioxidant uh, and it will provide energy uh, detoxification and cleansing for the brain. So, you know, in those three areas, there's also, you know, mushrooms, the mushroom complexes. There's tons of information coming out around, you know, lion's mane and uh, reishi mushroom. You know, basically, mushroom complexes in general are amazing. Um, if I'm going to go down that rabbit hole, I'm really excited for um, kind of the psychedelic research that's happening out there when you look at mushroom complexes and how those interface in the brain. Um, you know, we're like this close in Oregon to having that really opened up. And I, I think we're going to see some breakthroughs in brain research for ALS, Parkinson's, et cetera. Um, you know, through maps, I'm kind of tied into the um, uh, to those research institutes and really tracking them um, closely because I, I, that's gonna we're gonna find some really amazing breakthroughs there. You know they fast tracked a lot of that um, around depression and PTSD and anxiety. Um, so they're I think in phase two clinical or phase three clinical trials with some of those um, kind of microdosing of uh, medicinal mushrooms along those lines um, and using other substances of that fashion for brain health. Um, 
the other one after mushrooms, I was going to talk about Boswellia, um, which is a really interesting one. Frankincense has been around forever, um, but it is, it's an anti-inflammatory, but it's a specific to, for the brain inflammation. And you look at a lot, even traumatic brain injuries or concussions, which I didn't really add, you know, put in the initial discussion about, you know, co cognitive decline or neurodegeneration. Um, this is a big one um, to like put in your smoothie. I got a, um, yeah. So we, to put that in on a daily basis, it's almost like also curcumin, turmeric, uh, another big anti-inflammatory, but also really beneficial for the brain. So, you know, there's a whole, you know, don't take all of these all at once. You really want, you know, I really stress getting with a natural uh, pathic doctor, integrated practitioner to really develop an individualized program. And I call it the Zhang of the formula or direction. So there's like an emperor, empress, some generals and some assistants lined up to move you in a certain direction. Um, because that it's not more is not better. Um, you know, taking a, you know, gobs of supplements all day, you've got to process that through your liver. So, you know, we really I stress working on nutrition, getting those fundamentals that we talked about there on healthy aging. And then you can really get into some targeted formulations there. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Now, and you've got, um, you've been inter interviewing a lot of people for your summit, right? Uh, so an online summit. And so tell everybody the types of people you've been interviewing. What, what are kind of some of the takeaways that you've gotten from, you've received from that? Yeah. So I am so excited about it. So thank you for asking me. Um, you know, so I've had the pleasure of interviewing 33 experts on all facets of care. So from, I've got physicians and providers that have their specific protocols that they've been running for particular conditions, for dementia, for Alzheimer's, for multiple sclerosis, for Parkinson's, uh, for ALS. And then, but so on top of that, and one of the themes that I found, so that's kind of day seven, I started at the back end of the, of the summit. And then you look at the different facets that we just talked about, exercise, uh, nutrition, environmental causes. So I've got um, folks talking about, you know, ge genetically modified foods and what the influences on brain health have been, what glyphosate actually is doing to our bodies, which I would say Monsanto has created a crime against humanity with that product because they're showing glyphosate or Roundup comes in and implants in our DNA causing really early decline and death uh, with all kinds of conditions. So that I'm really excited to help get that message out. That's Stephanie sent off doing that. I got Jeffrey Smith talking on genetically modified foods. I've got David Perlmutter talking about nutrition and diet and its influence on regrowing your brain. Um, I've got, um, I've got folks talking about mental health uh, and mental health being classified in neurodegeneration as well. Um, I have, uh, talking about ancestral history and traumas. So looking at traumas in general, stressors, and then also ancestral trauma. So really, I went kind of metaphysical with it as well. So all of the different levels of healing, it's not just a biochemical remedy that we need because, you know, really the goal with the summit was, one, to show folks like you're not alone. Um, two, there's a lot of options that you have not been given at this point if you're just accessing conventional care. And three, there's a lot of professionals out here that are really trying to move the needle on these conditions because we see the suffering, right? Some of us have been through it personally. And really the, the different facets of 
what kind of resources can I get to people right now, today, in their homes? There's actionable items in there. Um, the environmental causes of how to clean up your house. What are the products you need to use? You know, what's the research on meditation? There's some amazing stuff. I had our colleague, uh, Helane Wabe from the Noetic Sciences. She's their director down there, um, looking at what meditation does to, re, you know, they're imaging the brain before and after meditation, showing amazing changes. Um, and so it's so exciting to see. I have uh, Dr. Lou Lim of V-Light, the photo biomodulation of you know red light therapy and what that does to change the brain and he's got an apparatus that goes on the head and beams a light beam into the brain right where they're doing the deep brain stimulation surgery for Parkinson's to get rid of tremors um, you know so just amazing info that's really cutting edge that can really help now you know I'm, can you tell I'm excited about it <laughs> we're excited about it and that's great to pull all those people and get all those experts together because especially for, for neurodegenerative diseases, there's just not a lot of options when it comes to conventional medicine. And so many doctors are saying, I'm sorry, um, you know, just do the best you can. And, and there's really right. not, good luck. Yeah. Good luck with everything. And you should tell your family. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, one thing, one other one that I want to mention on that front, I have Tipa Snow, really gem of a woman who has been in uh, dementia, Alzheimer's uh, care for 20, 30 years and really helping people of uh, family members of what to do with your loved one that has this and how to care for them without getting overwhelmed or frustrated and has some really amazing techniques on communication and you know how to really kind of Aikido a lot of conflict because that it's such a big issue for so many families and can be overwhelming so you know I really tried to pull all of these resources to put it in one spot and make it um, you know really easily accessible. Beautiful. Okay, so tell tell everybody where they can find your book, find you, your clinic. You're you're in Portland. Um, so your book, your clinic, and your summit. Yep, the book is Shake It Off: An Integrative Approach to Parkinson's Solutions. It's on Amazon, uh, and you can order it right there. It's on Kindle. It's also hard copy. It's so cool to actually have my first book in hand to publish. Uh, I thank you for helping me do that, Dr. Trevor. Um, and um, so that's one. You can go on to Amazon, search there. You can go to Shake It Off the Book, and that will also get you there. Um, my summit coming up is called the BrainDegenerationSummit.com. And you can find that on my website. You can find it right there directly at that URL. Uh, that's coming up in April, um, coming up in April. And um, my clinic is naturecuresclinic.com. And it's right here in Portland, Oregon. I have people flying in from around the globe uh, for a brain regeneration program. So I have people that come out for what I call Camp Nature Cures. Um, and they're basically camped out at the clinic. That's why it's called camp. Um, no schmores. Uh, but we have a really great food scene around town too. So, um, so you eat well, you get treated well. A lot of times people say, I don't want to go. You've cared for us so well. Uh, so those are the three areas, the book and the summit and the clinic. Um, we're really in it for the long haul, um, looking at creating some neurodegenerative centers of excellence just because what I'm discovering, you know, people are suffering around the U.S., around the globe, and 
you know, the providers aren't turned it, tuned in to this integrative medicine. And I really think that's what's going to move the needle for folks. And I'm seeing it actually week in and week out right here at Nature Cures. Yeah, that's great. And so if people are, are uh, listening to this after, after post-April, they yeah. can still get the recordings of the summit, right? Even after That's correct. Yeah, really, it'll be up. It's free, but afterwards they can still buy it. Okay, well, we'll have all the links up to everything too on the Spot Doctor podcast below your, uh, before, below your interview. Greg, thanks again so much for coming on and sharing all this valuable information and your own personal journey and your story. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Trevor, and um, amazing job with what you've got going on over there. And I really appreciate the uh, opportunity to help educate and get the word out. So thank you. I hope you enjoyed this interview today with Dr. Gregory Eckel. To learn more about him, you can go to thespotdoctor.com. Go to the podcast page for this interview, and you'll find all the information there, including how to find out more about his clinic, his summit, and his new book. Just go to thespotdoctor.com. Go to the podcast page for this interview. And while you're there at thespotdoctor.com, I invite you to join our community, so don't miss any of our upcoming shows and information. Also, if you haven't taken the skin quiz, you can go to theskinquiz.com, find out what messages your skin might be trying to tell you about your health and what you can do about it. Just go to theskinquiz.com. Also, I invite you to join us on social media. The Spot Doctor is on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. You can just find us there and join the conversation, and I'll see you next time on the Spot Doctor podcast.